Hi, Eric Bailey, Eli Letterman. This day we thought would never come, Eli. The uh, release of the 2023 Big 12 football schedule. Oklahoma learns what teams it's going to play, what teams it's not going to play. Uh, OU fans can finally kind of plot their fall. And I tell you, this has been a grind. I thought this thing would be released. We were planning for it late November, early December. Here it is, almost February 1st. And to be honest, what I heard was that tomorrow the Big 12 needed to have the schedule to the TV partners tomorrow. So that's why January 31st we get the schedule, or should I say finally got the schedule. Uh, <laughs> just, just your thoughts on this schedule, Eli. Let's, let's get your initial thoughts on this thing. Well, the first thoughts like, before jumping into the actual schedule is the fact that it, this is two full months later than it came. Uh, last year. I, I, Eric, I went back and read the story you wrote when the 2022 Big 12 schedule dropped. It was in between uh, Lincoln Riley's exit and Brent Venables being hired. So dropped right into that. So that was December 1st, or it might have been November 31st. But th just for some scale on, on how uh, late this schedule is arriving and whether there were real reasons that it took so long related to OU, Texas, conference realignment, all that, or if that was just kind of kind of hanging over it all it took a while but finally it, it is here uh and and on top of tv partners i mean there are people who plan out their falls around this schedule having to wait and, and trips and are you going to plan a wedding on this date <laughs> or something are you going to go take a trip so I, I think a lot of fans are, are happy and now we finally know what this new look big 12 is going to be we're not going to have obviously all the teams playing each other no more round robin so there's there's four schools oh you won't play but then the ones they will play you got three of the uh, the new new arrivals. The only one they don't see is Houston. You've got Bedlam. You've got uh, Texas. I think a pretty juicy matchup is is UCF, Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy going up against the Knights. Uh, but it's it's it is an exciting. What were, what were your first uh, impressions? You know, when you look at the schedule, uh, they only leave the state of Oklahoma four times. Uh, they're non-conference road games at Tulsa. Uh, you know, they played in Stillwater. Uh, and when you look at the four road games outside the state, one of them is at Texas against Dallas, in Dallas against Texas, where you have 45,000 OU fans. One of the road games is at Kansas, where there are a lot of OU fans will go up for that trip. So truly, you only have two true road games. That's when you go September 23rd to Cincinnati. Uh, and Oklahoma has played there recently. Uh, I think 2010 they were up there, or 29, around that area. Around 2010. 2010, Okay. And then uh, they go to BYU on November the 18th, which I think will be a really rowdy crowd. But if you look at the schedule, th that's the only two hostile environments I think Oklahoma will play in all season long. So, And, of course, they're two newcomers. So I think that stands out the most. This schedule is kind in terms of just leaving the state four times. Yeah, and there really aren't – you know, there's not a buildup. There doesn't, at least on first glance, appear to be kind of – I mean, it's early, but that kind of hellish – oh my God, they're going to play, you know, run through a buzzsaw these three weeks in October. That That isn't there. I think the one thing folks might point to, and, and you could maybe point to it as a nice parting gift from the Big 12, is that OU plays in Provo uh, on, what is it, uh, November 18th. And then six days later, they've got the defending national runner-ups TCU on Black Friday in Norman, which in its own right, a Friday night game in Norman, and, and certainly could be quite a matchup too is exciting, but that's really the only thing that like popped out to me in terms of a, a funky scheduling bit, but uh, they've kind of got a nice mid-October bye week, not too early, not too late, I don't think, uh, and and it 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 is with, with these new additions pretty uh, a, an exciting schedule. The schools they don't face, what, it's uh, it's Texas Tech, Baylor, 
It is, uh, help me out here, Houston and in Kansas State. So those that that's going to be the case as long as there's 14 teams in this league that there will be four you don't face. Uh, and, you know, around the league, you know, I think OSU got gets to avoid basically the whole state of Texas. Um, and then they've got trips or uh, trips or matchups with all four of the new teams. But for Oklahoma, I think I think it all sets up pretty well. The bye week, as you mentioned, right in the middle, six games into the season. So it's a, it's a perfect spot for the bye week, just planted right in the middle. It's not too early, not too late. You get six before the bye, six after the bye. Uh, more importantly, you get that bye week after OU Texas. It allows you to kind of recover from that game, get ready for the the, the back end of the schedule. So I thought that was impressive. Uh, the only Big 12 school, the only new school, like you said, that OU doesn't play is Houston. It kind of makes sense. I kind of we were talking about this earlier. Uh, they played Houston twice since 2016. They played down in Energy Stadium in 2016, and they welcomed Houston to Norman, I think, in 2019, maybe. Uh, so they played uh, Houston a couple times. So uh, go to play UCF for the first time. Never have played UCF, like you mentioned. Go to BYU for the first time ever. And I thought it was funny. I, I kind of tweeted this just a little while ago. Uh, Midville, Midville, Utah has the Barry Switzer sewage plant. Uh, named in 1984 after Switzer talks said BYU didn't deserve the national championship. They named a sewage plant up there after him. So uh, supposedly, uh, I'd love to go see it. <laughs> see I mean, it we're in- making a trip, Eric. Come we're on. We're going to go to Midville, Midville, Utah to see what is it? The very Switzer sewage treatment uh, plant. That's that's what we're going to see. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the BYU trip. I, had a, I was fortunate to go over there uh, earlier when I covered Tulsa. Tulsa had a trip to Provo and just an outstanding place and there could be a lot to play for late in the season so I'm, I'm looking forward to the new the new trips uh since going to Cincinnati I've never been to Cincinnati so that'll be interesting you know Brian Kelly was the coach last time OU played Cincinnati uh who is now at LSU so that'll be interesting as well yeah my, that'll be a first I think maybe I've had a layover maybe in Salt Lake City but it'll be a first trip to Utah for me and and certainly I think one of the more unique college football locales certainly one that that OU fans and OU itself wouldn't be familiar with and, you know, Cincinnati is interesting. You have a new head coach. You know, I, I don't know that um, really there's a feel. We know the teams that they're going to be playing. Uh, but, you know, in terms of feel, you look at up, up and down that schedule and you, you probably would have questions about a lot of the teams OU is going to face. You might have a lot of questions about OU as well. But trying to project what's going to be a tough visit or, or something like that is is probably difficult this time of year. But I, I think we can say for sure that BYU is not going to be a fun trip. Uh, for, for anybody who's going to be making it, especially for that first time next year. You know, and, and then Bedlam being November 4th. That's going to be weird getting ready for a Bedlam game in first week of November. So, and I think 2017, they had an early November Bedlam game as well, but it's been a while since you haven't seen it in the next, the last, or last game of the season. So that'll be interesting. And what could be, you know, you wrote about this, maybe the last Bedlam in Stillwater for quite some time. I, and it well could be the very last Bedlam itself. I think we're in that territory now where every Bedlam matchup should probably be viewed or whether, whatever the reality is, should be appreciated like it's the very last one because it very well could be. We know that's uh, right now, 2025 is that exit date that would lend itself to at least one more season after this one for OU in the Big 12. But things can change. They could change today. They could change tomorrow or in, in a year and a half. Um, but I, I think that almost certainly is going to be looked at as, as the last uh, Stillwater Bedlam while both of these teams are in the Big 12 and, and that being the case, the last one there uh, for the foreseeable future. And, and it is funky. That's going to be early in the month. O- OSU goes on to close with all three or three straight games against the new teams. 
Uh, and then OU's got what, West Virginia, the trip to BYU, and then closing out with TCU at home. The one game that I'm glad that they kept on the schedule because it would, if OU does depart to the SEC a year early, like some are speculating, I'm glad there's still an OU-Kansas game because uh, that's one of the longest series in college football history. They played every year for years and years. And when Oklahoma does move to the SEC, uh, you're going to see that OU-Kansas OU football series that have been around for over 100 years finally be uh, severed a little bit too. So I am glad they're getting one more chance to go to Lawrence. Selfishly, Lawrence is one of my favorite favorite towns. I was going to say, you just want an excuse to yeah. go to Lawrence. Man. It's not that far. You can go yeah. anytime. Yeah, I know. I could go. Yeah, I could go this weekend if I wanted to. So no. So, but I, selfishly, I think that's a big deal. Iowa State, you know, playing Iowa State again at home. Late November, late, late, September games against Iowa State haven't been kind to the Sooners. Iowa State's played OU so tough in Norman. So you look at those first two those first two conference games, really first three, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Texas. It's gonna, you know, there's gonna be a rude awakening and they're gonna have to get ready right away. They will. But I think for me, the one I've got just circled, because I think the storylines will be there. I, I think will really be fascinating is that UCF game. Mm -hmm. I, I did, we don't know maybe what kind of team UCF is gonna be. So this really could set up as a as an exciting matchup without all the storylines. But the fact that you've got Dylan Gabriel going up against his former team, there's there's the Jeff Levy ties. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Gus Malzahn. There, there's just a lot of excitement there. I think of the of the matchups, if you take away the, the trip to BYU, the game itself, the one I'm most excited about with these new teams has to be that UCF one. All right. Well, Eli, we just want to hit uh, Oklahoma fans with a quick look at the schedule. It's finally here. Exciting. Uh, Arkansas State, September 2nd, SMU, September 9th, and at Tulsa, September 16th. We didn't talk about the non-conference. That's what leads into the Big 12. But more importantly, we know the Big 12 schedule. Uh, Eli, for Eli, this is Eric. Uh, Eric Bailey, thanks so much for watching us. Uh, anywhere you get your, uh, your, your podcast, what, Google, Spotify, Apple? Everywhere. everywhere. All over. TulsaWorld.com. Postworld.com, read, read all our stuff. So thanks a bunch. Uh, we'll hit you with a regular podcast later this week.